Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and the dynasty talk begins. How many players cemented their legend status last night and the offensive line comes through in the clutch. Now, two guys who celebrated the win by shutting down cheetahs last night. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. Were off last night. You could have done anything, right? Everything was on the table. There was nothing that anybody could have balked at because, once again, the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. Uh, I cannot wait for us to get back to Kansas City. We saw some great photos and videos from people that were out and about in downtown Kansas City. We got another parade to get ready for, Cody, coming up on Wednesday. Phoenix has been incredible. Phoenix was incredible last night. And here we are. Once again, on a Monday after a Super Bowl, talking about the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl title. I will never, ever let anyone call this show bad luck ever again, Gold. You know why? Because you and I have been to two Super Bowls. Two of the Chiefs' three Super Bowl championships, the other one we weren't alive for, in Miami and now in Phoenix. And yeah, the Chiefs are Super Bowl champs, and we're going to be riding on adrenaline today. But I felt so good. Gold and I, I'll be honest, so we're sitting in the media <laughs> area, right? You know, it's, it's out in the auxiliary, so you're out in the stands. And we started losing a little bit there towards the fourth quarter. Get a little loose with, uh, you know, the etiquette, the nonsense etiquette that exists yeah, in those. Yeah, screw the etiquette. Yeah, so a little bit of like, come on, go, go, or this, you know, like, we're getting a little loose with it. Because, you know what, I don't care. I don't care whatever writer for one of the times is writing some Super Bowl piece. The Chiefs were in the Super Bowl. They were doing important things late. They were down 10 again. In an important game, (laughs) and none of it mattered because of two men, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. There's plenty of other people we're going to talk about in this game, but come on. That's the single biggest reason why we are talking about another Super Bowl win today. I mean, it's like, you know, you know, simplifying things, dumbing things down or whatever. You know, we, we spent all week and really two weeks talking about how this could happen. What 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 was the advantage and what's Mahomes going to be like with the ankle and the coaching advantage between Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni. And like that, it really did come down to Patrick Mahomes 
once again, I think I joked with you on on Friday's show. I'm like, Cody, you you didn't say over my dead body game or anything like I that. I didn't. For this one. But that I mean, that's what it was. The 26 yard run was exactly that. I mean, the the guy on the sideline looked like he was in the most pain I've ever seen him in. You know, there's there's been injuries we've seen Mahomes have, but. The shot that was on Fox, we were obviously at the game, and I saw people were tweeting out the screenshot of it, of him in pain. I don't know if I've ever seen him more visibly in, in pain. pain. And at that point, Chad Henney's warming up. You're wondering, oh my goodness, is everything falling apart? It was a disastrous sequence right before. Oh, halftime. it was really bad. They don't they don't move the ball. They leave time on the clock for Philadelphia. We got a field goal. M- Mahomes' ankle is obviously reaggravated to say the least. And then uh, you see Mahomes come out in the second half, and they score immediately. On the first drive there, and here's how it all sounded. Third and 15, Chiefs at their own 31 ball, slow on the snap, picked up by Mahomes at his shoe top, trying to fight for more time to run. He'll scramble. He's at the 35, but he's ankle tackled there at the 36, and he's hurt. Mahomes is hurt. He got ankle tackled, and he'll get up limping, a gain of just three on the scramble. I just think when you listen, like, it was. He had several moments in that game. Because you look at the stat line, you'd be like, well, Jalen Hurts outperformed him, right? Jalen Hurts had 380 total yards. By the way, Jalen Hurts was incredible in that game. I'm not trying to take away anything they did. This was one of those classic Super Bowls across the board, right? This was one of those huge moments across the board where both teams played great. But that run and several of those runs in that game were exactly that. He completed a. He tried to complete a pass to Jody Fortson while he was being tackled, and Jody Fortson was laying on the ground. He continuously has those moments. The thing I can't get over is, no matter how bad things are going, there's only one offense in the NFL who can do what the Chiefs do, which is, all right, we're down. I guess we'll just have to score every because they had to like they scored their final four possessions: touchdown, 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 field goal. To be clear, they don't win the game unless they score on all four of their final possessions. Touchdown, 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 field goal, gold. That's all that matters. When And then it puts so much pressure on the other team. When they go touchdown and then you go three and out. They go touchdown again. You're like, I don't love this. And then you're like, okay, we scored. Breathe. Touchdown again. You're like, what the hell? This team never stops scoring. You're like, yeah, that's right. We're just going to take the ball. We're going to go down the field. Every single time. That, to me, is like the Mahomes thing, the Chiefs offense thing that is unique to them. That they go on runs like no team goes on. And it's the one thing that I I don't think somehow we're sitting here still and and people haven't accounted for enough in in a weird way. I'm talking about outside of Kansas City. Because 1 through 53, yeah, the Eagles had the better roster. We all acknowledge that. So the Eagles defensive front, that was the best in football. Uh, Some people tried to compare them to the 85 Bears front or the 2015 Broncos. And and yet if you look lo- if you look at how everything transpired last night, still Kansas City's ability to go through the teams that they went through in the regular season and the postseason and be battle tested and and have these ups and downs and trail multiple times throughout the regular season, let alone Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl also trailing and winning one back in 2019. To be in these spots, like it's it's not something that I, th- I think people outside of Kansas City account for enough. But when you have 
the, the special type of player in Patrick Mahomes and you have one of the greatest coaches of all time and you give him also a little bit longer halftime and you give him two weeks in general to get ready for the football game and you've got a defensive coordinator who's been in a couple Super Bowls and you've got so much continuity on the coaching staff, that's how you come up with that dominant second half where you said, Cody, we're going to score, we're going to score, we're going to score and you have no answer. You have no answer because there is still something to be said for the simple stuff, which is who has the better quarterback and who has the better coaching staff. And, and in, large way, in large ways, that's exactly what changed and the difference was in the second half of that football game. This is what I love, too, is that this one feels so sweet because we had to watch Vegas give the Denver Broncos and the Chiefs the same win total this year. They both started at 10.5 gold. At ten and a half, yeah. We feel like the Broncos might be right there with the Chiefs. Watch copious amounts of people pick them to lose the division. Watch the entire media landscape choose them to lose to Cincinnati. Then repeat the damn mistake by them all choosing them to lose to Philadelphia. Like somehow, and I get it, like this is the, the, the suckiest part for everyone else in the NFL, which is great in Kansas City today. Because this was the redo year. This was the, oh, sorry, we have rookies. Sorry, we gave away our all-pro top five wide receiver in the NFL. Oops. You know, it's going to take us a little bit of time, but we'll be back. We'll take our chance with the homes in the playoffs, and maybe we'll get lucky. But no, they were the best team front to back. They finished with the best record in the NFL. They finished with the best record in a loaded AFC. They went to the Super Bowl again, and they won the damn thing. So it shut up everybody. Like, I, I said this. I think like a week ago, both on the podcast and on, on, on this, which is like, because the immediate thing I see, like I saw Dusty's tweet last night, right? Or yesterday when he sends out all the game predictions and all of us choose the Chiefs to win. And one of the top responses is some guy going, oh, a bunch of Homer radio. Look, jerk. It's not being a Homer <laughs> if we're all right. Choosing the Chiefs to win is always right because they always do, man. You said it. we started the show January 2nd, 2020. We have seen the Chiefs win two Super Bowls and go to three in four years. That's the entire history of just this show. My kid's four. He's seen two Super Bowl titles. He doesn't even know what it's like to win less than 13 games. Now, we're in the territory of where, uh, it, much like Tom Brady for just about his entire career, counting Mahomes out, betting against Patrick Mahomes, to your point, is not going to pay off very well for you. You're, you're, it's a losing proposition. Time and time again, he's already proved it in five years. He's 27 years old, and he's putting himself in a category that some guys, very small group, have achieved, and they did that by the end of their career. He's 27. But he's 27 years old. Yeah. Like, th this truly still is, like, this is still the beginning of all of this. Th this is not something that we're talking about, oh, man, there might only be a couple years left of this. No, no, no. Might it's be the, 15 years left of this. This is the very beginning and he's got two rings, two Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs. And that trend, we can give him giant middle finger to that trend about regular season no, MVPs. I don't care about that. Kurt Warner was the last regular season MVP to win a Super Bowl. Anymore. 1999. Nope, that trend's not okay. one we can reference anymore. Just be clear, there are only four quarterbacks in NFL history who have two Super Bowl titles Two, or have a Super Bowl title, a Super Bowl MVP, led the league in passing, and led the league in passing touchdowns. Mahomes did that this year. There are four in history who have combined to do that gold, right? Like they had 15 or 20 years in their career to accomplish that feat. 
Mahomes led the league in passing, touchdowns, won the MVP, and then won the Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP. And, and guys, another trend that was busted by Mahomes last night, quarterbacks on mega deals. Oh, yeah, that's dead. Mahomes became the highest-paid quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl, at least in terms of percentage of the team's total salary cap. And we'll talk about Brett Veach later on in the show because that is exact. I mean, that is a complete a compliment to Brett Veach and what they did with the roster over the last two off oh, seasons yeah. and what they did in the draft this past off season and multiple guys stepping up. We'll get to Kadarius Tony. That's an in season trade, and the dude had two of the better two minutes you could ever have in the Super Bowl. Quite, quite, the, quite the turn. <laughs> I mean, he he was very very close from taking it back all the way, and now he has the longest putt return in Super Bowl history. I mean, it's just ridiculous, honestly. But for Patrick Mahomes and for Andy Reid, with, with, with the win last they, night. They're both now 1 of 15. Like, that's the line, right? They're both now 1 of 15 guys ever to win two Super Bowls, both quarterback and coach. I know I'm, I'm rounding because it makes the conversation easier, but that's pretty much where the numbers are for both coach and quarterback. One more, Gold? Let me 1 of 5, both. Like, they, they are in elite company. Andy Reid has now cemented himself. He is one of the top three NFL coaches of all time. Like, I think that that's where he is now. The second Super Bowl win puts him there. The man is coached in four Super Bowls. He, I mean, he's done anything you've asked him to do. And he had to coach in one of those with Donovan McNabb. So it's like, you know, the second he got the quarterback, he's there. Patrick Mahomes, this is still maybe the single, this is still, in my opinion, the single greatest start in NFL history for quarterback. Brady only got three rings in his 20s. Patrick Mahomes still got two more years to match it. That's the thing is, is if if you're looking at trending for for legacy and what Mahomes would quote unquote have to get to if we're comparing greatest of all time and things like that at the end of his career, he is more than pacing right now. This is exactly what was required to keep that conversation, I think, real. And and he certainly did that by getting a second ring before the age of 28. And looking at where they're at in position. The one constant we've always said, as long as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are together, I'll throw Travis Kelsey in that mix as well for now because he was sensational to start that game uh, last night when, when they needed it. Uh, if, if you have those three guys together, there, there's no reason to believe with the way they're drafting right now that this won't, won't continue. And I think for, as far as Andy Reid goes, you're right. I mean, Joe Gibbs had three. Bill Walsh had three. Chuck Knoll had four. And then Belichick had six. Andy Reid has two. And I know there was the, the Jake Glazer stuff before the game about whether or not he was going to continue coaching, and a- Andy Reid addressed it you know, a- after the game yesterday, and I think it's pretty clear like that, that he, he will be back <laughs> next season coaching for Kansas City. Listen to him. Yeah, listen, I, mean, I, I, I look in the mirror and I'm old. Um, I, my, my heart, though, is young. I mean, I still enjoy doing what I'm doing. I got asked that 50 times here. And finally, I just go, whatever, man, you know, whatever. And that's a, that's a good friend. Jay Glazer's a good friend. So, I mean, he, he's probably telling me to get my tail out. I'm too old, but um, I, I'm good with what I'm doing right now. So Yeah, Andy's not going anywhere, all right? Andy's not Why going anywhere, which means, which means next year. I mean, look, they're going to be the Super Bowl favorite next year, guys. They're gonna, they are going to be positioned to do that. And so now it's it's truly is about stacking rings. We, we said that after the first Super Bowl win a couple years ago. All right, how many of these do we think they can stack up? There's a lot of guys that won the first one. Coaches and players. But they ever have the opportunity to win the second. Mahomes and Andy Reid have had two opportunities to win the second. They didn't get the first time against Tampa, but they cashed in last night down here in Phoenix. And there there really is no reason to believe that they, they, they cannot continue to stack these things up. Like, it doesn't... So, like, 
you know, anytime we bring up like this big thing, it's like, well, you know, in order to stack them up gold, you got to get to a lot of Super Bowls. He's been to three Super Bowls in five years. And a reminder, the only two he didn't go to, he lost in overtime. He is on the precipice of the Super Bowl every single year. And the warning that you gave all of them, Gold, the legacy part for me is Patrick Mahomes is going to go down as, like, by the time his career is done, one thing I'm pretty sure we're going to say about him is there is no quarterback better at the comeback than him. Never. Like, that's part of his legacy. He is unkillable. In their Super Bowl run, they were down. Remember, they were down nine points or more in all three of those games, and they came back to win all three of those games when they won their Super Bowl in Miami. This time, again, down in the Super Bowl at halftime with a stat staring them in the face that says teams are 26-1 and when up double digit at halftime. Does it matter? Absolutely not. Because he is, he is the guy who will always make the comeback plausible. There is no number. There is no amount of time. 13 seconds. It doesn't matter. He yeah, is what? a guy who will get it done almost every single time. I can't believe that we're doing this again, by the way. This studio, I just... Nick, I don't know if it's like the Trump is mood. This dude is so hot. I'm going to be like sweating through my clothes by the time Take we're done. Take your shirt off. Care. Take they, your shirts uh, off, boys. The, the, the whole shirt. The, I'm not. He's in a hoodie. We were told, I'm just in a t-shirt. We were told, Nick, the 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 AC is completely broken. So, yes, uh, you could ask. Uh, the shirt will probably come off. It, like At this point, if there's, really? there's never been a better time. There's never been a better time for, for the shirt to come off anyway. <laughs> There really hasn't. I'm sure there were plenty of people that had their shirts off last night, if not other things, uh, yesterday celebrating in downtown Kansas City. And I'm sure some of you listening have not slept and just rolling through the adrenaline. I understand that school's already been canceled for some people, at least yeah, on, Wednesday, canceled on Wednesday, uh, f- for the parade. I mean, it is a party. You have to, even though we're having this conversation about Mahomes and he's going to keep going to these and he's got two before 27. Enjoy this uh, like, one. Yeah, like, in, enjoy this one in, in, in a weird way. Like 2019 was the first one in 50 years, so I get it. And, and, and maybe it's just because we're right now, we're in Phoenix. But because of everything that seemingly was kind of put up against them in terms of narratives... And, and losing Tyreek, and, and the offense couldn't get back to, to where they are and not just get back. They ended up being the best offense in football this year. And and then, oh, man, man, they've, they've never seen a an offensive line like this. They haven't seen a defensive front like this. And then there's the ankle injury. All of that. The Chiefs were outnumbered fan-wise last night, by the way, at State Farm Stadium. It was definitely – there were definitely more Eagles fans. 65-35, I would argue. They got quiet, though. They got though. quiet. Really. By the way, thank – Goodness, I don't have to hear another damn Eagles fan spell Eagles another bleeping time. They've got that down pat, thing. though, don't I mean, isn't that impressive? They oh, they know how to spell hold Eagles. On, wait, I got, I got a new suggestion, Nick. How about instead they spell L-O-S-E-R-S, losers? That's that good. Work? I like that one. That's a I good like pivot. I like that one, too. Dude, they wouldn't It was so bad. Chance. It was they, so annoying. They were doing it everywhere, like all weekend on Saturday at the Waste Management Open. Yeah, they wouldn't stop. Oh, God, it's just like, it's, I don't know, like, it's interesting because, like, we asked the players that gold, like, how's this feel compared to the first one? But the thing I love about this one is all the things you're talking about. So you can appreciate this one, but being, um, I don't think at any point in any of my fandom, for any of the teams I've ever cheered for, have I covered or cheered for the villain. The big villain. Now you're a Kansas basketball fan, so there's an argument that you've done that for at least part, for at least a portion of the fan base, right? I think that there are people that uh, college basketball fans hate more, maybe like Duke or whatever. 
but you know, like Kansas City's the villain. Everyone hates them. Oh, just get started too. Not because they too. have hateable players, but because they're so damn good, they're sick of it. They're sick of watching the Chiefs host tro- hoist trophies. Right? I love it. I love that that feeling. Like you thought maybe you dislike being hated. No, it like warms your soul. Well, because the dynasty conversation has is coming up more than ever now. This morning, it is a dynasty. Um, and I look. I I don't want to be the downer. Uh, of today's not the day for that. Okay. Well, we better today, have this conversation. Today is not the day for me to jump on here and tell you that they're not a dynasty yet. Um, I don't want to be that guy today. Uh, I, I don't believe they are that yet, but. Let's enjoy today. Uh, as far as <laughs> as far as like the villain stuff, like that's just getting. If you think it's bad today, this is something that you got to embrace for the next decade plus. That people are going to hate your guts because you're, you're too damn good, and your quarterback is unstoppable. And you pair him up with one of the greatest coaches of all time, and you got nothing. You have nothing. It doesn't matter. And you can have Jalen Hurts play great. Jalen Hurts was the best quarterback on the field last night. He was. Oh, he played in terms of performance, right? Like in terms of what he did. But those those key moments, coupled with coaching, Nick Sirianni, right? Like he he's going to be crying a lot more than just during the national anthem when he goes back and sees that he had a ten point lead, and he sees that he got out coached so much in the second half what the Chiefs were able to put together. But embrace the villain role. Like, you and I go, and Nick, we go on these other stations across the country and people ask about, you, you got to just completely embrace all of it. That no, that nobody wants you to win anymore and it's only going to increase. Well, and they, they're, they're winning in ways that are so frustrating for other teams. Gold, you mentioned. Are you down 10? Your star quarterback had four touchdowns and 375 total yards. So just game of his life, right? Absolute game of his life. You still lost. What more are you supposed to do? Like we said this about like uh, the Buffalo game in the playoffs last year. It's like, what else was Josh Allen supposed to do? It's like, that doesn't matter. You're still going to lose sometimes because this team, this is the, you know, they do things like 28 to three, right? They do their version of those things because Philadelphia moved the ball a lot successfully for a big portion of the night, and yet still we're talking about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl again. I just, like, the villain role, I I wasn't sure exactly how it would, because, like, gold, we all, like me, you, Nick, right, Nick, we all grew up in the same time period of hating Tom Brady because of how good their teams were. Like, not even wanting to watch a Super Bowl because you're like, ugh. Here's the only difference, though, Tom Cody. Brady, I don't want to do this again. And now when it's on the other side, you're like, oh, it's great. The only difference with that is at least, like, I still think people can't help themselves to a certain extent because Mahomes is so damn fun to watch, though. Yes. Like, Brady was miserable to watch because he kept winning. Mahomes, it, people are sick of him winning, and that's going to continue to increase. But he's fun. Like, how can you not have fun and, and, and be entertained watching him, even on a 26-yard run when you know he's got a an ankle that's all messed up at this point in time of the game? And we know the type of plays he's capable of making. He's fun to watch. Andy Reid's fun to watch. They're, they even tried to do another version of the ring around the rosy. It didn't work, right? But they had uh, one of the Chiefs offensive linemen, Cody, in the middle of that little ring around the rosy play. It ended up Mahomes just had to throw the ball away. But stuff like that, they're fun to watch at least. They are. They're just when when they go, they are unstoppable. I think it was a Field Yates tweet earlier. He had so their final four drives you mentioned earlier: touchdown, 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 field goal, goal. Patrick Mahomes was thirteen of fourteen. Two touchdowns. The offense had zero penalties, allowed zero sacks, had zero negative runs against one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. When they're on, dude, that's how. That's why the Chiefs are fun. When they're on, they score in buckets. 
Like, it's just they do whatever they want. And, like, the, the, the leg thing is great because, like, I went to the bathroom, like, right before the Rihanna halftime, right? I'm like, got to run to the bathroom, get in there. And there was some Chirpy Eagles fans in there. Of course. First, chanting their dumb chant, right? So there was that. But then there was another guy, like, in a Chiefs fan's face being like, oh, your little baby Mahomes' his ankle hurts. That's what he was doing. And you're like, oh, God, the joy of that guy having to go home later. You're like, oh, God, it's so sweet. Just knowing that that guy had to had to get in his $200 Uber ride out of the stadium. <laughs> Thinking about Mahomes running 26 yards on that ankle is sweet. They put up 38 points. On the number one defense in football. What what your defense is ranked? 38 points. And you highlighted how the second half in particular went. The Eagles went out and hired an additional defensive coordinator, basically, for two weeks, Vic Fangio, to try to come (laughs) up with a plan. Oops. To go up against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in this offense that was the best offense in football. And they still gave up 38 points after having a 10-point lead as well. It's <laughs> it's hard to put into words sometimes the way you're like looking at this, but that's another one of those like, how did you lose? That's the most ever points someone has scored. The Vic Fangio stuff, and in a loss in the Super Bowl, the Vic Fangio stuff is hilarious. You went out and you brought in a guy who career as a head coach against the Chief was, Chiefs was 0-6, allowing 30 points a game. That was your solution? You were so desperate to stop. You looked at game tape of Patrick Mahomes and you're like, we're screwed. So you thought Vic Fangio was going to save your ass? I, did you watch any of the games he coached against Kansas City? The Chiefs haven't lost to Denver since 2015. I wouldn't go to a Denver <laughs> coach to stop him. You should ask literally anyone else. You'd have been better ask asking Nick. Hey, Nick, we'll give you a two-week contract, quick text. Just tell me how to stop Mahomes. And you'd have just sent him a text and said, you can't. And problem solved. You'd have been as helpful as Vic Fangio. When you're going up against Andy Reid and he is scheming Kadarius Tony as wide bleeping open as he was on that touchdown. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, what the answer, what the solution is. And that's the beautiful thing. I don't think teams have an answer. They don't have a solution for Andy Reid in the red zone and for Patrick Mahomes in the red zone. We're just getting started. It is going to be a party as it already has been throughout the morning with Fesco in the morning. Of course, on the drive later on this afternoon. We're still in Phoenix. We cannot wait to get back to Kansas City. You guys can hit us up on the J Southlands host service text line 913-586-7610. We don't usually take calls, but if there was ever a day to take calls, today is certainly that. So we will also take your phone calls today. But coming up next... There was one particular unit, one particular player, as a matter of fact, that we said, you know what? He needs to have his signature moment, and boy, did he ever. Next. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mitch Holtis on the call, Chiefs Radio Network, and that play we would learn in post game as Andy Reid was at the podium. That play was called Corn Dog, by the way. That, Great name uh, of for course, a play. Of course, just simple. Two words corn dog Kadarius Tony gets the touchdown and then a very short while after after the chief chief's defense came up with a huge third down stop uh, Kadarius Tony had the longest punt return in NFL history we'll talk more about Tony and how that whole trade came together and just of course how vital Kadarius Tony was in, in just a little bit as we continue celebrating a Chiefs championship here on a Monday you guys can interact with us on the text line 9135867610 we'll take your calls as well throughout the show Chris Jones in the AFC title game had his signature moment. He did. He had his signature game we were waiting for. For this game, you and I had talked last week about the offensive line having their signature game. Going up against this front that everybody's talking about. 75 sacks, third most in NFL history in the regular season. Deep, deep, deep defensive line, number one defense overall, and how could they keep up? I had some people even ask me, like, are you worried it's going to be like the Bucs Super Bowl, that the floodgates are going to open? Orlando Brown Jr. deserves all the credit, and really the entire offensive line, but let's start with Orlando Brown Jr. Because that's someone that has been criticized more than anybody else on the offensive line. Absolutely. By far. And last night, he played a near-perfect game. And I, I would argue it basically was perfect. No sacks for the entire offensive line. He was incredible last night. He stepped up. You want to get paid? You want that big deal? I, don't, I still don't know if it'll happen in Kansas City. That's an, that's, Someone's going to pay that, him. That's a conversation for another day. But today, he deserves every bit of credit he is getting 
for maintaining the left side of that offensive line along with Joe Tooney in particular? Zero sacks. Put it on an effing T-shirt is what he yelled at the podium last night. Some guy just walked up. That's how it was. Mm-hmm. It was like standing there right there at the thing. Guy walks up right as we're, you know, like people ask questions like, zero sacks. He's like, zero sacks. Put it on an effing T-shirt. You're like, okay, well, that's a pretty strong statement. And if you watch Patrick Mahomes talk to Wiley after the game, all of those things, the offensive line had it shut your mouth moment. You know what this is? This is so much bigger at play than just the offensive line. Because this is a this is a shot at the bow for anybody who said they overinvested in offensive line as an overreaction to the Tampa Bay Bucks Super Bowl gold. Their quarterback was hurt for all three playoff games this year. He was limited based on how his ankle was feeling. And all they did was pitch a shutout, a single pressure in the Jacksonville Jaguars game for the second half, held their own against Cincinnati, and then let up zero sacks against the number one sack team in the NFL. Orlando Brown can talk as much trash as he wants. Creed Humphrey can talk talk as much trash as he wants. You know, Tooney, what, like the whole group can say whatever the hell they want to anyone today because this is the whole part I never understood because it works both ways. One, you hear everything about their defensive line. Okay, maybe that's going to make your offensive line tough. I never understood why the Chiefs' offensive line didn't get as much credit for being just as good as Phillies. It's just as good as Phillies. And they showed it in this game. They let up zero sacks against the number one sack team. Yeah, the defensive front for, for Philadelphia, I think in that, that that's, I mean, I, I to me it doesn't, mean anything about what the Philadelphia offensive line was because the Philadelphia offensive line I think was was pretty damn good last night as well the Chiefs got two sacks and one was by the way a huge play from uh from Colin Saunders that actually went down as a sack if I, if I remember right uh considering how that played out it was it was very very crucial there's a portion the of the game they were averaging um, like nine yards a carry too but it was to me about the the Chiefs offensive line and the job they did uh against the defensive line for Philly not necessarily comparing the Chiefs offensive line to to Philly's O line it was and maybe the Chiefs took it took it personally in that regard uh, as far as the, the what people are saying about the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. But to me, it's what they did to Hassan Reddick, what they did to a defensive front that goes about five deep and had what, multiple guys with 10-plus sacks this year. And they kept Mahomes out, uh, upright. Mahomes also uh, was able to be a little more mobile than he was in the AFC title game. He went way over his rushing total for for the game. I think they had it pegged at 19.5 rushing yards. Mahomes had, 20, Mahomes had 26 on one. And that offensive line, it's amazing how two years and what a difference it makes. Because we, we go from that Bucks Super Bowl where the offensive line was the problem, the reason for the Super Bowl loss, and they were without their starting left tackle, their starting right tackle. And then now be talking about a Super Bowl win a couple years later, and the offensive line is one of the biggest reasons why they won the game. You mentioned the investment that they put towards this offensive yeah. line. Well, it, it absolutely... It absolutely paid off. No matter what happens with the future of Orlando Brown Jr., whether it means he gets tagged again, whether he gets traded, whether he gets the long-term deal, last night made it all worth it. You could see it in just in like in talking to him. You could see just like how puffed out his chest was, right, Gold? Just ready to scream it from the rafters, like, yeah. You guys all thought we couldn't stop this big, powerful defensive line, and here we are. But the other part of that is the same thing we said. You haven't faced a quarterback like Mahomes, as elusive as Mahomes. But if I go back through that game, he had tons of time. Plenty, 
there were very few snaps where you're like, oh, he got rushed and things didn't go the way that they were supposed to. Maybe on the ring around the Rosie attempt the second time through, right? Round number two of Snow Globe that didn't end up being completed, but, you know, maybe that was one. Mm -hmm. There was like a third and 15 early where Reddick got a little pressure. That's it. Other than that, I just remember Patrick Mahomes being more than comfortable. Like, I just think that that was their moment. What we asked for gold they got. I said, I I asked Orlando, I should give him as much credit as I did Chris Jones. I said, have your Chris Jones game, man. You need it. This is a really good defensive line. Borderline great. You have to be here for the team in their most important moment. And the entire offensive line, including Orlando Brown Jr., who was matched up against the same kind of defensive ends who have cost him problems his entire career, shut everyone up. Like, I I give him all the credit in the world the same as I was Chris Jones. He had his single best game of his career in the Super Bowl. That's a pretty damn good time. These are these are the type of games that changes narratives. Uh, it changes legacies. We, we've discussed what it, do, what it what it has done for Mahomes and Reed already. We discussed before the game what another ring could mean for Chris Jones, and he's got two rings now. But for Orlando Brown Jr., that game changes how, how Chiefs fans feel about him. It doesn't mean that everybody wants him to, to be the top-paid left tackle in football, but it – but it changes uh, his perception in Kansas City forever, no matter what, yeah. because of that type of performance. Because we all know the the opposite, people would have been ready. Oh, people if he got been, torched. The, the opposite, yeah, everybody yeah, was yeah. ready for that. In fact, before the game, if you would have bet on, you know, in particular, what was more likely to happen, uh, I think most people, unfortunately, probably would have said uh, that it would have been a rough day for him, and that that's why he, he is walking around really proud last night and. And today, and as the, the team eventually will fly back to Kansas City later today with the Lombardi Trophy sitting in, in one of those seats right next to him. And, and the, the offensive line, you know, Andy Heck, the O-line coach, deserves a ton of credit for, for this as well, as much as just assembling the roster. But a- Andrew Wiley is someone that's uh, we thought at one point in time was kind of like, all right, just a plug-and-play type of guy. Uh, not a long-term starter maybe in this organization. Played right tackle the whole damn and year. He's been, yeah, the whole year. The, I mean, we were up at training camp in St. Joe, and we're, we're talking about Kennard and would he emerge as somebody. And, you know, there was a conversation you and I had on the show, uh, I don't know, it was a week nine or so, like, I think about, hey, try somebody else. Is he is he the right Try somebody else. And the offensive line got better as, as the year went on, and, and certainly in the postseason and in the, the biggest test that you could possibly have a Super Bowl against that defensive front, and they came to play, to say the least, and uh, that's that's the kind of uh, performance that was necessary, clearly. Isn't that funny, by the way, when things are going poorly, how you're just looking for anything, and we start looking around and saying, Andrew Wiley, what's this guy's deal? Like, we knew all season <laughs> he was the, the fifth-best offensive lineman, and yet we're nitpicking about him. Kind of like you guys were talking about yesterday, have a quiet game, that's the best thing that can happen. That's exactly what he did. The offensive line had a quiet game. We never said their name. You Never know, said their names all day. In retrospect, we should have known the Chiefs were going to win at halftime when Rihanna showed up in red. That was she our wasn't first, all red, man. All red, man. She could have chosen any clothes. She showed up in all red. The stage was red. It felt like a Chiefs halftime show, right? There's no green there. The whole stage was lit up white and red. Most feel like primary colors for the that, Chiefs the, uniforms. Uh, the, the Super Mario Brothers type of staging and everything was actually pretty cool, by the oh, way. It was dope. 
Someone asked me, they're like, someone who's like into that tech, they're like, hey, do those come from the ceiling? I'm like, no idea. All of a sudden, she was just on those things. No, they just raised up. It was all, they were just like, it was flat, and then the floor raised just up. Raised and up. each one, and then it was like this, it was like a Mario, a Super Smash Brother, or excuse me, just Mario Mario type of video game where they're just different levels. Did you guys it, move down to the stadium seating for this halftime show, or did you stay in the press box? Stay in the, the, the press area, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we stayed in the press area. For Did that. you think we needed to move down? I saw, to- I saw, and you guys know who Michael Silver is, uh, NFL yeah. insider. He said he, he, I think he tweeted it out that you know the pro move for credentialed members of the media is to move down to the stadium area during the halftime show. I, don't, I didn't need to do that. We well, went down to the field after the game. That was that was what we were wanting to do for uh, for the post game stuff there. But for the halftime show, no. If you want to know to that halftime, we went ran over and got some more hamburgers. I was hungry. More ha- how many hamburgers did you eat last night? <laughs> More uh, ham- that tells me at least multiple, at least well, two. So before so before three, the game, four? before the game, they just had like boxed lunch. You know, it was like it was just a, like a turkey sandwich, honestly. Like a milk carton. It, it was a box lunch, turkey sandwich, a bag of chips. Some carrots, like that's really what the cookies. media. That was the media meal. But then at halftime, they brought out more food, and there was hot dogs. There were some of your glizzies, Nick, and there was also My a glizzies. couple of, your glizzies, <laughs> yours, and there was some cheeseburgers and hamburgers. And yeah, I I absolutely inhaled a hamburger. Okay, so how many? Three? Did you put down three two. hamburgers yesterday? I had a turkey sandwich and two hamburgers. You're back. Golf advertising back. Yeah, I had, remember I had, I had barely ate all week, and so now it's, we're getting we're catching up. Time to time to cultivate some mass, Gold. You need to make up for lost time from last I mean, week. If you grew a full beard and just worked out and got like ripped, be the best thing ever for you. That's how you should honor hmm. the Chiefs Super Bowl win. Get jacked. <laughs> Get me on the you same okay, training Cody? program. I'm just laughing at the idea of gold getting. Jacked. I'm about to just rip this hoodie off. By the way, like it is Nick. It, Nick. So Nick. I'm telling the you, the thermostat in here says 83 <laughs> degrees, man. I'm hey, not don't take you. it off, gold. Do not is, take it off. Rip it off. It is 83 degrees. Just in like this Hulk studio. in the middle. That's an old Super Bowl oh. sweatshirt, anyway. Get that would be one. the reveal. Rip that one off, and then be wearing a new Super Bowl shirt oh, underneath. Man, this is the nice AFC title. This is the nice AFC title game. Hoodie from a couple oh, years dude, ago. Oh, dude, I'm sorry, but once you win two Super Bowls, you can't be rocking champ conference championship merch anymore. That's that's old news. Oh well, I'll get some. So we'll, we'll go to our friends at Rally House, I believe, later this week, and I'll have to get myself some more Super Bowl, some Super Bowl champion gear. Rip that thing uh, off! Come on. As you know, I will wait uh, four <laughs> Cody's years gonna wait three and years. then buy it for yeah. nine dollars. I look forward to owning it for you. Yeah, years we're gonna now. say, hey, yeah, that was Mahomes' second ring, Cody. We're on to the fourth now. <laughs> nice, nice job. You finally got the Dude, t-shirt. If he gets one again next year, then that one's gonna go on sale even faster. Am I gonna have to wait four years? I could just be like a year behind, like the iPhone or something. You guys were in the the locker room. You guys were doing the press conference stuff. I don't know if this is maybe just for, uh, maybe we'll reevaluate this, but it seemed like the response from the players felt like a response from guys who had done this before. I'm not not to say that they weren't excited, but it did it did feel maybe a little more muted than it did three years ago when they won the first one. I agree. It felt more. Yeah. You know, to me is like the the overriding message was like, uh, we're about business, as in this isn't it for us. Like I think they all like Chris Jones came on our show once, Gold, and said, not two, not did the LeBron. Remember, not two, yep. not three, not four. It'd be the easiest thing ever to have thrown in his face had he lost the Super Bowl again. But they're already at two, man, in the last four years. I, I do think it seemed a little uh, more muted, but I don't know, man. Like, the Chris Jones also said, he's like, you guys are, uh, I'm trying to get the party started, and you guys are delaying me, so let's do this. Yeah, they had a, they had a, uh, a great party last night, and I think in, in terms of how they approach the game, though, Nick, I will say during warm-ups, like, if you were 
doing the old like who's looser, what team is tight during warmups and that kind of stuff based on experience. I think the Chiefs were clearly the looser team during the the pregame warmups down on the field and things like that. I, I do think some of being there for some of those guys, they did a good job, and that, that's a credit I think to Andy Reid of having them prepared of not, you know the moment not being too big. I mean, even though the Chiefs found themselves down ten, I don't think any of us ever in that game thought, oh man, there's the moments too big for any of those guys. That's not that wasn't what was going on there. In, in the first half so I, I do think you know been there done that or at least had enough guys that had been there uh, that allowed everybody pretty loose and, and I, I, the coaching staff I think was a huge part of that four double digit postseason comebacks for Patrick Mahomes in five years just good for one a year that's no just insane it's it's his winning percentage when trailing is so much higher than every other player in NFL history by a mile well again you you mentioned the trend I think it was Elias Sports Bureau put it out I mean just the fact that team other than the Falcons 28-3 collapse teams prior to that Falcons game were 26 and 0 with a double digit lead at halftime they were 26 and 0 then the Falcons blew the lead so it became 26 and 1 and then now Patrick Mahomes got the win last night and it's 26 and 2 so against Mahomes you throw all that stuff out it is it is simply remarkable all right Nick let's get to your notable notes Nick's Notable Notes. All right, guys, the best part about winning games like this is knowing that everybody else, specifically the losing side, is going to have things to talk about. I thought this would be a little bit stronger today, but thankfully it was nipped in the bud, and I'm talking about that holding penalty against James Bradbury that set up the eventual game-winning score for the Chiefs. James Bradbury kind of tugged on the jersey. I don't know. what Did you guys, were you guys able to see that in real time? That was time? our end zone. That was our end zone. They were coming right at us. So, so you, yeah, I thought it was a hold the whole time. Oh, uh, yeah. Never questioned it. Uh-huh. Uh, well, apparently James Bradbury, the guy who was flagged, didn't question it either because Philly fans were ready to go insane after the game. But, uh, but fortunately, in the locker room, James Bradbury was asked about it, and he fessed up and owned to the fact that, yeah, he committed a penalty. Like, you pulled on it enough for that call. Hmm. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game. Um, and it was it was a hold, so they called it. All right, so case closed, guys. That's right. That's exactly right, Nick. Case is closed. The player himself admitted it. Uh, look, we all knew Carl Sheffers was going to probably have a big call to decide a game. In this case, it happened against the Eagles, but. You got the player saying it's a holding call. I think you, you move on. Okay, you know? so yeah, but um, fortunately for us, you still get the visceral, emotional reaction. Maybe my favorite piece of audio to come from all the post game was not from the winning side. This is from <laughs> this is from uh, NBC Sports in Philadelphia. Michael Barkin, who is uh, a studio analyst, was in Arizona on the set (laughs) and uh this is his reaction to that holding call on the final defensive possession for philadelphia and then they get to a third and eight on the 15 yard line and an incomplete pass and carl shepherd's team with a bull call i mean utter complete bull (laughs) is unbelievable it's inexcusable you don't make a call right then and there you don't let the game be decided by the officiating and yes it's true the officials go both ways and you got you got to rise above it i understand this is the freaking super bowl and that should never happen i'm gonna be in the car Again, I'm gonna be in the car. I'm gonna be in the car. Dude, that's something every angry person has said leaving a party before with their significant other. I'm gonna be in the car. I'll be in the car. 
Carl Sheffer, I mean, we, we knew he was going to make a call that probably influenced the game in a huge, huge way. Like, we, we Philadelphia fans, if they would have asked last week, do you think Carl Sheffer's going to have an impact on the game? We would have said yes. Like, so, not surprised. Very happy that it happened against Philly, but it wasn't a bad call. I love the idea we do this in sports. We've been guilty of it here in Kansas City, I think, as well. No. In general. Of, no, in general. Us? like No, I, like, not with Carl, but... You don't call it in that spot. So then we get to like, so when, when is it okay? Is it five minute mark? It's good. The the one minute yeah. mark. It's not good. The the eight minute mark. It's okay. The it's two and a half minute mark. It's not a penalty because that same thing can't in the Cincinnati game. Like, oh, you can't call that roughing the passer in that spot. You're like, what do you mean? It was a penalty. He roughed him, right? Or it was a the personal foul call out out of out of bounds. You're like. He committed the penalty. Uh, I disagree, guys. I don't think we do that. I don't think we've ever done that. I don't think we ever will do that because we're classy fans. That's true. And I, we're, I, we're high IQ fans as well. You don't right. have to do it as much because you win. You don't do have to win. Have this conversation which, as much. which brings me to, I know this is Nick's notes, but it's your notes. So I'm going to let you answer it. Do you finally Ooh. think the Chiefs have Super Bowl vibes? Or are you oh. feeling that? I, I, recall, <laughs> I recall once they didn't have Super Bowl vibes. I also recall once you said maybe they just suck. Yeah, you know what? And I think what we'll, what we'll come to find out over the course of this offseason was that that, that soundbite of me saying they didn't have Super Bowl vibes made it back to the Chiefs. And they heard <laughs> oh, that and they said, okay. we're going to show him. So sometimes in this position, and you guys know this, sometimes you got to practice a little tough love. Sometimes you got to manufacture some motivation for your boys, and I'm just happy that I could come in handy. So you're welcome, Kansas City. You're you welcome think, for all those Super Bowl vibes. <laughs> Do you think that they also got my song, Super Bowl Vibes, and that, that propelled them to victory? Yeah, and I think they'll actually – I'm hoping that they'll play that as the Chiefs come on stage for the Super Bowl parade <laughs> on Wednesday. I'm hoping that they're going to play Super Bowl Vibes in the background as everybody's cheering and spraying champagne all over the place. Just to make it clear, if for some reason you were the DJ of this thing, if you even before a player steps on stage play that song, you can have any part of any giveaway this show has for oh, wait, wait, So wait. it's like, hey, you're we're just giving away 50 speaking... t-shirts. You get one. We're giving away Cody, bags of chips with that name on it. You get one. So you're just saying that if the person who is in charge of playing the music happens to be listening right now, yes. you're willing to give them a t-shirt. No, I said anytime we have something is a Nick. that wow. is like a group giveaway that we have multiple of on this show, they will always get one. Don't you Set think, aside well, Cody, don't you think if show. the person, don't you think they already have access to that sort of stuff if they're the person choosing the music for the Chiefs Super Bowl parade? Maybe. What okay. else can I offer them? I don't know. Um, like a thousand dollars? Let's workshop that. Uh, guys, another great piece of audio that came from last night. As we know, after the AFC Championship game, Pat Mahomes Sr. was caught by Aaron Ladd saying he was smoking on that Joe Burrow after the game. Well, Aaron uh, was able to catch Pat Mahomes Sr. again last night. Have you guys heard this audio? I know I you have, know. yes. Okay, so uh, he was smoking again, this time something a little specific to the Eagles. What you smoking on? Tonight, I'm smoking on that Philly Blunt tonight. Yeah, that Philly Blunt, you know, just chilling out, hanging out, man. Hey, great game. It was a great game. So it was a Joe Burrow last, a couple weeks ago, it was a Philly Blunt last night. Pat Mahomes Sr., the gift that keeps on giving. I can't, I love that he says those the exact same way. I'm smoking on that Joe Burrow. I'm smoking on that Philly Blunt. Same way, same tone, same energy. It's perfect. Yeah, the, uh, the smoking on that Joe Burrow t-shirts were very, very popular, and now I, I feel like we're going to have to have another t-shirt made that just mentioned smoking on that Philly Blunt. Yeah, and I think you guys, in honor of, of Pat Mahomes Sr. and the Chiefs Super Bowl run, you guys should smoke on a Philly Blunt before you leave today. Fine. Hey, look, something, whatever we need just to sleep through the flight to get back home, all right? We're ready to get back to Kansas City. Whatever's needed hey, to Hey, we're relax. ready to get you guys back. We miss you guys. You miss us? Yeah.
Do you really? I Nick's, mean, we saw each other all week. Yeah, we, we only haven't seen no, each other for no. like two days. Yeah. Not quite, but I, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting there. <laughs> Couple more days. Yeah, you'll each be ready. passing moment, my heart grows fonder for you guys. Like, I'll be honest, a slab of ribs on championship parade day sounds amazing. Actually, sounds you amazing. know what? You should act, okay, I, that's the perfect idea, Gold. During the, you guys are going to be broadcasting live during on on location on the parade route mm-hmm. during the Super Bowl parade. I think you should make it your point to finish an entire slab of ribs on the air during a four-hour show. Yeah, yeah, that can be done. Yeah, but oh, you want to you want to eat them while they're warm. You know, you don't want to let that thing drag on. I'll talk. I'll talk during that entire time. Uh, we know deal. you will. We know you will, Cody. <laughs> Nick, real quick. So this morning, so we're we're <laughs> staying at a friend's house and. Uh, this weekend, and it's like six o'clock in the morning, and most people are still asleep or whatever. Uh, yeah. And Cody thinks like I wasn't trying to be a jerk to Cody, but I'm being too loud. Cody's too. I'm some. I'm just. So I'm purposely not talking to Cody because I'm trying not to wake everybody in the entire house up. And Cody can't help himself, Nick. I mean, he's I'm trying just to make having, plans for the day. We're yeah, all talking full, work stuff. Loud conversation. I'm like, and I'm having to sh- Cody in the in the middle of this Wait, house. Who is he, he talking to? To me. Oh. But it's at six six o'clock in the morning, man, and people are sleeping in this house we're staying. In. And you know, Cody, and we're both loud. We're both very loud. Yeah. When we talk, he shushed me once. I definitely did. Yeah, it had to be done. I think here's the here's the issue is that Gold, you guys are both loud, but Gold has the ability to be quieter. Yes. And Cody does not. No. Not Cody, under any circumstances. Cody's as a and fact. no, because every single day, I wouldn't. I would already be awake. But I would, and when we were staying in the house, I would hear him because he was staying in a little out. You had to walk through the back patio door to get in. And Cody has no, he has no gentle to him. It's just doors <laughs> are slamming, bowls slamming on the counter, the fridge doors slamming That's shut. That's exactly right. He's, I'm the Isaiah Pacheco of this show. That's yeah, what you just, you run so strong and so angry at all times. It's like maybe, maybe dial it back a little bit. Yeah, we'll also find out based off our conversation with the mayor, Quentin Lucas, last week on the show, if Cody's allowed inside the airport. airport. Can see called today. He told the mayor that I view airports as a lawless place. Yeah, TSA's <laughs> already caught wind of that clip. And <laughs> good luck. Yeah, they were Good talking luck. to me on my way back. They they uh, they're not happy with you, Cody. They're gonna have <laughs> those uh, quick chat. <laughs> those... How bad is the search gonna be? How invasive? Oh yeah, it will be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> full cavity search. Full cavity search. <laughs> full cavity search. Those are Nick's notable notes. Coming up next, we continue broadcasting live from Phoenix, a Super Bowl Monday here on Cody and Gold. We'll take your phone calls as well on 610 Sports Radio. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.